Welcome back to the Mint Door Podcast, where we unlock the door to whole person well-being. We're your hosts. I'm Laura. And I'm Karen. And today, we have a remarkable guest joining us, Greg Wood, expert facilitator and conversation connoisseur. Now, Greg has degrees in clinical counseling, psychology performance, and development, plus over 15 years of experience as a mental health professional. Greg has the perfect combination of skills and qualifications to help dentists and other dental professionals conquer their challenges and reach their well-being goals. In addition to his professional career, Greg brings a wealth of knowledge from his hobbies, such as travel, motorcycling, tennis, dill, and glamping. (laughs) Plus, he loves good conversations. So unlock powerful conversations that will unleash powerful well-being tools for everyone involved. I just can't wait for this conversation, Karen, because, you know, one of the reasons that we came together through the Mint Door was because of our conversations and because of our love of bringing genuine, authentic conversations to our clients and everyone in dentistry. Yeah, this is this is going to be good. So... Without further ado, let's open the door and welcome Greg Wood, expert facilitator and conversation connoisseur to the Mint Door podcast as we talk it out. Well, welcome to the Mint Door Talk It Out. Today, we're talking it out with Greg Wood. Greg, thank you so much for taking some time to be with us today. We are super excited for this conversation. So am I. Greg, can you... Give us a bit of insight and maybe an explanation into what's the difference between a conversation that's disguised as a monologue and a conversation that matters. Ah, oof, yes. So conversations are certainly my thing. Um, So I am a a counselor in private practice and, and when I am in a good conversation with someone, we both feel connected. And I think both people in the conversation feel as though that they matter and and their perspective matters. And it's not just a matter of me waiting to for a moment when I can say what it is that I want to say or feel that you know I'm achieving my agenda and vice versa. So I am on a on a mission in my practice to you know to end that pandemic, if you will, of, of monologues masquerading as conversations. And, and many of us think that we're having a good conversation when we say what it is that we think we want to say. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily the same thing as being involved in, in, in engaged in a conversation. Mm-hmm. Does that kind of get at that question? It's a, yeah. it's a great question, something that I feel really passionate about. Can you, do you have an example that you could use to illustrate when somebody is having a conversation that matters? Oh boy. What does that look Um, like? I think it, I think it, what it, what it looks like is um, people are doing an equal amount of speaking and listening Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's balance when it comes to, um, 
asking about what the other person is saying or what the other person is interested in versus really focusing on sort of what what my what I'm trying to get across versus what you're trying to get across. You 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 can see it if you know what to watch for. If you're observing a conversation, and what it really feels is a bit of like a a, a tennis match, if you will. You're sort of you know, observing one side of the conversation, the person sort of saying and doing their thing, and then they lob it over to the other side, and the person is saying and they're doing their thing, and it's sort of going back and forth. Versus, if 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 the conversation is more effective, it really is more around checking into making sure that I'm understanding. For example, um, just giving a little extra space if I'm not sure if someone is finished what it is that they're saying. Um, ask, asking a question, whether it be it open-ended or closed-ended, just showing interest in what the other person is saying, as opposed to, no, I'm just going to say what I'm going to say, and I don't really care what you feel about that. Mm. That's, a, that's a really great illustration, because as you're saying that, I'm, I'm and I've seen these conversations happen before, where it's almost people are having two different conversations yeah because they each yeah. have their own agenda and they're not listening to what the other person yeah. is and what's really interesting is in moments like that it's not always clear um and maybe you've experienced this lord knows i have and i think many of us have it's not always clear when we aren't talking about the same thing mm. we think we are but we aren't. And then we maybe go away and whether there were action items or whether there's something that I thought I heard you say or vice versa. And then we, we circle back after the fact and say, wait a minute, that's not, but that's not what you said. That's not what we, but it might have been what either, you know, you said, or I said, or one of us heard it because we weren't connected at the time. Mm -hmm. um, I think another, another sign of a conversation that matters as opposed to a, you know, a series of monologues, um, is, um, oh, I, dang, I just, I just lost the, I'm going to have to circle back to that because I, I had a point there to make and I just forgot about it. <laughs> That's all right. That happens to me all the time. <laughs> Karen, right? You know. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm nodding in agreement for myself too. It wasn't blaming you, Laura. <laughs> oh, no. I, you know, it's it's interesting as you're describing these conversations that matter. And I think as I'm listening, I'm feeling times when I've been in conversations that matter versus times that I've been in monologues. And there's definitely a feeling that you feel. Um, what are some of the tangible benefits of having these conversations that matter? Well, I think certainly one tangible benefit is um, there's there's a there's a sense of buy-in to to what's going to happen next. If if I'm having a conversation that doesn't matter, if I'm feeling I'm just being spoken to, much of what my own self-talk could be sounding like is you don't care. This what what what's important to me doesn't matter to you. Therefore. I'm going to kind of tune out and I might go through the motions, but I'm not, I'm not here with you. Like I'm not, I'm not buying into whatever it is that you're saying. I'm likely not going to 
um, maybe follow up on anything that you recommend you're recommending to me because it feels like I don't matter. But if I'm having a conversation that matters, sort of some of the outcomes will be the opposite, right? So I'll be much more likely to um, be open to what it is that you're saying, be receptive to any recommendations that you might have, um, because I because I feel that you have my best interests at heart as opposed to yours. And I remembered the the point that I was trying to make earlier, and it sort of relates to this as well. Um, when people are having conversations that matter, they're both demonstrating no small amount of curiosity toward the other person, their ideas, their perspectives, because being curious, it actually causes us to listen differently. So rather than listening for those moments in the conversation where um, I know what I want to say and I'm going to say it here. Instead, we're listening with the intention of understanding what the other person's perspective or point or need is. Mm -hmm. And if we can demonstrate in a conversation that matters that the other person's perspective, point, experience matters to us, then they're much more likely to feel connected and much more likely, likely to be bought into the conversation in the moment and whatever the outcomes or recommendations might be. Hmm. I, I love that curiosity piece of it. That's a that's a great like just to remind ourselves before conversations to um, turn up our knob on curiosity. Um, you know, and and this is something that uh, Karen and I can can identify with as as dentists in dental practices having conversations day in and day out. Um, how how do you feel that this is relevant in the world of dentistry? You're asking me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, well, having been um, a, a patient in the world of dentistry for my whole life, I think that there's a there's a lot of trust that's that's involved when it comes to being a patient of dentistry so um you know whether whether it's you know working with hygienists that i haven't worked with before and you know, maybe the hygienist asks me what you know what my preferences are in terms of kinds of treatment or sort of options what what if they don't ask me if, I, if i'm sitting here a little bit dreading you know, remembering what happened last time or the time before when something happened and it was painful or because I really don't like the sound or I don't like a certain taste or something like that. And all those things, I think, are revealed in conversation. If conversations don't happen, then the dentist or the, 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 the team member of the office can't know um, because just because you go through and do a certain thing time after time after time after time, um, I'm still a, a unique individual. Right? Like I'm still someone who like I, I have my own hopes and my own preferences and my own, and my own fears. And if you don't explore those with me in conversation, then it's again I feel as though that as a patient I don't matter. It's more about, you know, you need to do your thing, which, which I, of course, appreciate. I'll come here for professional care. But 
I'm still, there's, there's, there's a whole person here, you know, not just whatever it is that's presenting um, in terms of uh, dental issues or needs. Mm-hmm. It's that what you're describing is really compassionate communication mm-hmm. between the clinician and the patient in that instance. And that's something that Laura and I are very much passionate about in our practice wellness programs when we go into practices and through our virtual program as well, that this, this thing of compassionate communication. So yeah. we love providing our listeners with something that they can go away with um, something that they can practice today or tomorrow as they're starting to learn about the art of having conversations that matter what's one simple skill or technique or something that you could suggest that where they can start with their practice yeah so it's 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 simple and it's complex at the same time but it's 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 around the area of empathy um so conceptually what, what empathy really is, is having um, an awareness of and an appreciation for someone else's perspective, opinion, experience. Um, not to be confused with sympathy, because empathy really is recognizing this whole, their perspective is their perspective. And it's not, it's not our position to sort of look at their perspective through our own lens, right? We kind of got to take, remove our own lens first before we look through someone else's. Um, and that can show up as, as a skill in conversation as well, empathizing with the, the person that we're in conversation with. Um, and what, what empathizing really accomplishes is showing a person in that moment that their experience matters. So it could be, um, you know, so in my case, a great question to ask me from a from a from a, a dentistry perspective is, you know, do I prefer hand scaling or do I prefer the cavitron? Um, I prefer hand scaling by far because I can't stand that sound, right? But very rarely, if ever, has anyone at the dentist office asked me that question. Mm-hmm. Asking me that question is an example of empathizing with me in a conversation, because it's not about whether or not one is easier than the other from the from the dentist or the hygienist perspective. Because I suspect one is either easier than the other, but it's more showing interest in what works for me, what what is important to me in that moment. So being tuned into the other person's experience, um, being tuned into what their hopes are, what it is they're hoping to avoid, any way that you do that in conversation is an example of empathizing in that conversation. It's a very, very effective thing to do. Another thing that you could just do is ask someone how they feel about being at the office today. Um, and that could be a really good question to ask for a new patient. And it also could be a really good question to ask for even for a patient that you've had for a long time, because sometimes when we know someone well, when we have a lot of experience or history with someone, one of the things that we can do is get a little bit casual. We can get a little bit assumptive with that person and think, oh, you know, Greg, Greg's a guy, he's, he's back. He's always cool with, you know, whatever it is that I do. So I'm not going to ask him about it. I'm not going to ask him how he's, oh, great. So come on, sit down, open your mouth. Um, and that might be the day that I'm having a concern about something. 
And so it's always important to actively look for opportunities to empathize within each conversation that you have. Mm. Active empathy. Mm. Active yeah. empathy. And it's not like it's it's not a one and done thing either. Like it's sort of some people um, approach conversations in a very sort of scripted or systematic way, right? So you, you sit down with someone, you ask them, you know, hello, how are you? Tick the box. Um, Why well, isn't the weather nice today? Tick the box. So you're sort of going through it and then you feel like, okay, well, I've, I've done all of that now. Now I'm just going to do whatever it is that I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, people know that as well. People can sense when you are not paying attention to them that way when you're just kind of going about your business. So not thinking of empathizing uh, in conversation as a one and done thing. It's something that you can always do. That's excellent advice. And I suppose even throughout the appointment, not just at the beginning, but throughout and. Sure. I mean, why not ask what, what was, what was your favorite moment today? And it may, like, maybe the, the answer might be, well, right now now that yeah. i'm done like, I mean, it, it could be that mm -hmm. it could be gosh i really liked the flavor of that of that rinse like that was that was new or mm -hmm. like, i really loved how um you know when you were cleaning this you know particular part of my of my mouth that went really well today i was really happy but so why, why not ask that mm -hmm. um whether or not you genuinely are interested in the answer mm -hmm. isn't always the point Mm -hmm. Just asking the question conveys that you're interested enough to just check in with the person in that moment. And it doesn't take that much time. Mm -hmm. This is, um, it just, it really makes me excited for the authenticity of experience that could be achieved with um, conversations that matter in, you know, not just in the dental office, but if we get good at this in, in our work, we're probably then spilling into uh, outside of work um, with the, with our yeah. families, with our communities. Um, so it really could be a revolution in, in how we communicate. Yeah. Conversations do happen um, well, I was just about to say conversations happen everywhere, all around us, all the time. Um, yeah, it's, sometimes they do. Sometimes it's more the the um, sequential monologue thing. But really, like it, they are a red thread that runs through every moment of every day. Mm -hmm. And um, there's there's always an opportunity to connect in a in a in a different way through conversation. Every conversation that we have. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. So if if you've piqued the curiosity of one of our listeners and they think I want to I want to learn more I want to I want to explore how to bring more conversations that matter into my life um, do you have um, some sort of way of teaching this or or letting people in on these these gifts of yours Sure. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I do is I, I do training on conversation skills. Mm -hmm. I've created um, a framework that that importantly is very, very skills based. There are there are 12 skills within my within my framework, um, which can and perhaps should be practiced on a regular basis. And it's it's not a mastery thing like there's there's no such thing. Um, as a perfect conversation, 
and every conversation is unique. So my approach is not really in terms of you know, scripting or looking for the ideal way to have a conversation every single time. Um, instead, what I do is I train a number of skills that can be used um, at any moment in any conversation. Um, and so that's, that's one way that, that I work with, with individuals and groups um, to develop these conversation skills and apply them in situations um, uh, for each, for each particular group that I work with. Mm, very cool. That sounds, um, that sounds like something that I think a lot of people would love to explore and enhance, um, because it feels good when you have a good conversation, you know, it's, it's not even just, you know, about the fact that it's elevating the conversation, but it, it does enhance your well being. I think as well. Um, and that of the person that you're having the conversation with. So it's very much um, it's, it's two sided as well, because if, if you as a dentist, I think, are having a conversation or trying to have a conversation who is with someone who is not comfortable with you, that will be a difficult experience for you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether or not you know what's going on or why, it's stressful. Mm-hmm. And conversely, if 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 we are able to break through some of those hesitations, some through, through some of those barriers, and have a conversation that is that is more more connecting, more of a conversation that matters, it really it's a it's it's a win 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 for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something that I'm really passionate about. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity to have this conversation with you both today, and um, would love to uh, support you in in any way that I can going forward. Oh, fantastic. Um, how would somebody find you? What's the easiest way to get a hold of you if they're curious about um, exploring more about um, conversations that matter? Yeah, uh, best way to track me down is through my website. So www.portasole, so P-O-R-T-A-S-O-L-E dot C-A. Um, and uh, you can send me a message through the website and I'll be happy to um, to respond and get back in touch with you. Fantastic. Is that an Italian word? Yeah, it it it, it is. Yeah. Um, from the the first part is from the verb portare, which means to carry or to bring, and the last part of the word is sole for the sun. So mm-hmm. carry the sun, be the light. Mm, it's beautiful. Fantastic. We'll make sure that um, the link to that and all your information is in the show notes below. So um, that will be wonderful. Uh, thank you so much for spending some time talking with this was a beautiful conversation I enjoyed it (laughs) immensely so um, and you piqued my curiosity uh, to explore more of uh, bringing more conversations that matter into my life so uh, thank you Greg for being with us today Um, and it was my pleasure. Um, and I know how conversations are important for the two of you in particular, given how it was conversations that brought you together and, and keep you together and keep you doing the amazing things you do for your for your audience. So um, thanks for having me today. I really appreciate it. Awesome. You bet. Yeah. Well, we hope you found some encouragement as our listeners today from Greg, and please reach out to him and elevate your conversations. Uh, We adore you, our listeners, and so we will be back soon with another episode. But in the meantime, enjoy your next conversation. Cheers.
Bye.